Hi there, and welcome to my five-minute Friday podcast on the 15th of December. My name is Tom Bell. I'm a trainer, an author, and a speaker specializing in patient safety. So today, I am going to read you a short chapter, which is a new chapter from my book, Lions, Liars, Donkeys, and Penguins, The Killing of Alison. And this book, uh, following the ruling in the High Court earlier this year, the book that I published three years ago, I have revised it and placed three new chapters in it. And this last chapter in the book is the shortest of them. I hopefully can read it within five minutes. So let's give it a whirl. Chapter 26, Understanding Over Forgiveness. Before we can forgive one another, we have to understand one another. Emma Goldman. As a former business advisor with a keen interest in market research, I worked under the mantra that organisational improvement and growth began with understanding. During these recent character-forming years, I've increasingly begun to see that self-improvement, personal growth if you like, is no different. Outside our cosy comfort zones is where the magic happens, and the further outside the comfort zone we travel or are thrust, the greater the opportunities for learning that reveal themselves. It's like entering a dark space and holding your nerve and your gaze for long enough that things that were previously unseen and remain unseeable to those still standing under the warm and comforting light of familiarity start to reveal themselves. I have changed and grown immensely in the last decade. I think largely because my mindset has shifted by many degrees from being closer to a place from which I was inclined to apportion blame and much nearer to a place in which I am more interested in acquiring understanding. This has led me to question the validity of forgiveness and increasingly view it as an impotent, irrelevant and disempowering notion. A roaring psychosocial paper tiger, a lofty and holy concept without basis in reason. The internet is groaning under the weight of all the quotes it contains about the healing power of forgiveness that it liberates both the forgiven and the forgiver. How to err is human, but to forgive is divine. The English word forgive, which has an equivalent in almost every language, is thought to mean to give up the desire or power to punish and can be linked to the gracious and often conspicuous issuing of a pardon. To me, forgiving and forgiveness now feel like very loaded words describing an act that positively reeks of relational power and control. To think in terms of forgiving and seeking forgiveness is to duck the more pressing and infinitely more valuable process of seeking to understand. Popular notions of forgiveness strike me as a form of lazy thinking on one level and highly controlling on another. Forgiving asks us to park reason and not to worry our little minds about understanding the often many complex forces and infinitely variable context that lead to acts requiring forgiveness. In this unprecedented epoch of constant, glorious and often frightening scientific revelation and incredible discovery, understanding must trump forgiveness. Forgiveness feels almost anachronistic in such a world. To understand rather than forgive, to be understood rather than forgiven, seems infinitely less loaded and so much more beneficial than offering or seeking forgiveness. It seems to me there is much greater power in understanding and seeking to understand, even if that means reaching a point where you understand that you don't yet understand and may never do so. 
It has been said many times and remains as true as ever that if the human brain were simple enough to understand, then we would be too simple to understand it. But just because we don't understand all the things we do and are driven to do, our behaviours, responses, actions and thoughts, doesn't mean we have to invent a framework for dealing with our vagaries. The explanatory sucky blankets that give us comfort and soothe our uncertainties by explaining the presently unexplainable and often unconscious to ourselves and those around us are nothing more than a barrier to learning. They represent an unquantifiable opportunity, cost, to our intellectual development. The biblical story of Jesus looking to the heavens in the midst of his crucifixion and asking God the Father to forgive his killers for they know not what they do is an epic triumph of religiously emotive narrative over glaringly obvious reason and logic, once you understand the basics of behavioural science. I've altered my stance on forgiveness and its potential role in this story. I no longer believe it's useful for me or anyone else to forgive the people who wronged my sister Alison and those who I feel turned a blind eye or knowingly stood in the way of justice. I endeavour to understand them to make myself aware of the personal and situational forces that led them to do the things they did and behave and respond and act in the way they have. I have also become prepared to acknowledge to myself and others that had I lived their lives and were I to view the world through their eyes, I could easily have been them. I'm sure I have been them. The internet promised to help us understand and release our potential, but much of the social media landscape we exist in has become nothing more than an echo chamber in which the wronged angry hurl abuse at those they see as the architects of their situation or anyone with a different view. People are keen to label. We are so conditioned to be judgmental, it is quite frankly scary. I myself have been quick on many occasions to label anyone that didn't meet my expectations, as this book shows. A large part of my learning these last few years has been seeking to understand why people do what they do. This to me is so much more fascinating, revealing and liberating than trying to jump through emotional hoops forgiving people. Living life on a thin crust of latent resentment under which the toxic boiling lava of pent-up unresolved resentment brews ever more violently and then inevitably, sporadically and uncontrollably blasts through to the surface causing chaos before being swiftly and amateurishly tapped and temporarily tamed. And after all, what would I be forgiving people for? For being human, inherently flawed and fallible, or for being raised by parents and in families who valued reputation over integrity, or for not being able to resist peer pressure, for falling victim to the deep and almost irrepressible evolutionary necessary need we all developed to belong, or for not wanting to be ostracised from their friends and peers, from the social circles, the teams and organisations they work in, and that infer a great deal of their status upon them, that provide the financial means they need to fulfil their role as providers, consumers, and members of their chosen tribe. And anyway, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness says, don't worry about understanding. Don't lift the thin, delicate cotton veil of civilization. Don't reveal how fragile the fine veneer of polite behaviour we all hide our primitive DNA behind really is. If I were to meet with Alison's groomer and abuser, Robert Scott McClue, and Dr Singh, the consultant psychiatrist who helped cover up what had happened, I wouldn't offer them the ethereal gift of my forgiveness. It's not for me to excuse their actions or let them off the hook of their consciences. 
I like to think I would engage in a conversation of equals in which I would seek to understand their situations, to explain to them that for me the choices they made and their actions caused something tragic, calamitous and irreversible which is not to be forgiven, but to be understood by both them and those their actions harmed. This would give them the opportunity to increase their self-awareness and grow as people and increase my knowledge and understanding of the forces at play in their lives that brought them to that point. Perhaps the concept of forgiving and forgetting should change to understanding and remembering, or at least trying to understand and remaining ever aware of our inherent humanity. Thank you for listening. I've shot way over five minutes, haven't I? So sorry about that. As ever, have a good weekend. Stay safe, stay sane, stay solvent if you can. Thanks.